Welcome to BLHQ. I'm Stella Chu. And I'm Jenny Belly. This is our weekly podcast, Breaking Down the Don May web novel, Heaven Officials Blessing, written by MXTX. We deep dive a few chapters at a time and discuss themes, cultural backgrounds, and our overall reactions. Spoilers abound and screaming will be had, so you've been warned. Yes. Um, a little recap of last week's episode. Uh, Shailion and Sanlong talk more in Puchi Shrine as they lie in bed, and they talk more about their pasts. When they wake up the next day, uh, Shailion finds that Sanlong has left, leaving behind a diamond ring as a gift. After a few days of rest, Ling Wen summons Shailion back to heaven for a meeting at the Great Martial Hall, where Shailion first meets the crown prince of Yong'an, whose name is Long Chan Cho. Pei Su is also put on trial and exiled, and Jun Wu has a new secret assignment for Shailion. He is told to infiltrate the ghost city with Long Chan Cho and the Wind God. So this actually catches up to season two of the anime. So once the anime comes yes. out, we're going to be so excited. This is all, yeah, the rest of this is season two. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm so excited mm-hmm. for. Oh my God. The, the, the trailer for season two with the uh, ghost city art where they're about to go into was like, it's oh my God. very satisfying, yeah. yes. So exciting, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so that brings us into chapter 35, Enter the Ghost City, Rendezvous with the Ghost King. As they travel to Ghost City, Shailion takes a little peek into his scroll um, to learn more about the Windmaster. Remember when he was collecting trash, he got a little scroll that gave information about the various gods. So that's the scroll that he's looking at right now. He learns that the Windmaster's name is Shi Qingxuan. And like the wind, he is sociable, generous, mindless of petty details, and very, very popular mm-hmm. in the heavens. His older brother is the Water God, a.k.a. the God of Wealth. So, of course, it helps that the Windmaster is able to be generous and mindless of petty details because he has such a strong, po- powerful older brother, and he's very, very wealthy. Uh, remember how the Windmaster was just throwing around merits and making it rain? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's He's able to do that because he's very wealthy yes. <laughs> or his brother is very wealthy. Um, Shalion tells the Windmaster, it's amazing that the Pei family produced two gods, but for you and your brother to ascend at the same time is even more amazing. Remember how we said it was very rare for just even Pei Ming and Pei Su to be, um, to both be gods, but they were not direct descendants. They were separated by a few hundred years. Um, but, uh, but the Windmaster and the Watermaster are like literally brother, mm-hmm. like blood related brothers. And they were able to ascend at the same time. So that's very, very, very mm-hmm. rare. Um, Xing Qing Xuan laughs it off and says, well, my brother and I were born with the same mother. We grew up together. We went to school together and we cultivated together. So of course we're going to ascend together. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so she now also learns from the scroll that the Watermaster Shiwudu ascended first, and only a few years later did Xin Qingxuan ascend. Uh, mortals worship the two of them together and praise them as equals, and the brothers have a very good relationship. As Sanlong and Nenfeng mentioned, Peiming can't touch Xin Qingxuan because the Watermaster is so powerful, and it would be bad to pick on his brother. Xielang asks Xin Qingxuan that since he's picking a fight with Peiming, wouldn't that affect Peiming and Wudu's relationship? But Xin Qingxuan says, if they stop hanging out, even better. <laughs> so just saying that, like, <laughs> it's, it gives you a look into, like, all of their relationships and how people treat each other. So you're mm-hmm. going to find out more later on yeah. about, like, how everyone... Um, how everyone's relationship is Yeah, related. there's definitely a scene later mm-hmm. where you get to, like, see how everyone interacts with each other. Um, because Shi Chitron doesn't like the Three Tumors moniker, which is like the three gods who do bad things, mm-hmm. sort of. Not bad things, but like morally questionable yeah. all the time. Yeah. And Shailan asks, what are the Three Tumors? And it's um, Shi Chitron is surprised that of his ignorance and explains that the Three Tumors is a nickname for the three gods that don't have a good reputation, but have a good relationship with each other. And we spoke about it, I think, in a past podcast mm-hmm. about like how Pei Ming is a slut, Ling Wen <laughs> is the like unappreciated Wikipedia, uh-huh. and Shi Wudu is the water tyrant who, if you don't worship him before you set sail, then he'll sink your ship. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're very very powerful, but the humans, the more the mortals. Uh, have a iffy relationship with them. Xin <laughs> Qing um, Xuan adds that he really cannot stand Pei Ming and he shouldn't have tried to pin this whole incident on that poor Guoxi of Banyue and tried to protect his ascendant, Pei Jr. And Xin Qing Xuan adds, it doesn't matter if you're a mortal 
or a god or a demon. You have to be responsible for your own actions. Bullying a little girl is really low. And that is like a really, I feel like that's a really important line uh, because uh, things happen later that kind of bite him in the butt. <laughs> He 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 notes that Xing Qing Xuan is like a huge defender of justice. Um, if something is wrong, he, he knows it's wrong. And if it's right, he knows it's right. And he doesn't really have that kind of like a gray middle ground. Uh, Xing Qing Xuan mm. also compliments Shailian for inquiring about Ban Rui Pass in the communication array and then actually going out to check it out himself instead of letting someone else do the work. It was very admirable of him. Um, Shailian also thinks that the Windmaster is extremely straightforward and friendly. So he can see that how he became so popular. Um, he's really happy to be able to form a, a new friendship with him because he hasn't had any god friends like mm. up to this point. Um, and as he's thinking about this, Xing Qing Xuan just randomly turns into a woman form. <laughs> and Shailian's <laughs> like, what? Why, why are you suddenly transforming? And Xin Qing Shuan replies that actually she's more powerful as a woman than as a man. Yeah, because uh, mortals affect what happens to gods and um, the water and wind god were often worshipped together, but the mortals felt that worshipping two male gods together was kind of weird. So they thought it would be more natural if it was a man and a woman. And so when they sculpted the wind god, they turned her him into a girl. Mm -hmm. um, they even made up stories about how they're like husband and wife. <laughs> and like a mortal power or so um, mortal belief power is so strong. If you they think that you're a woman, then you end up being stronger as a woman. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes sense that Xin Qin would then um, transform into a woman whenever um, he descends down into the mortal realm. Mm -hmm. And I, I also really love how like Xin Qin is so different from the other gods. He's super friendly. Oh, he's yes. flamboyant. He's everyone's best friend in a way. Yeah, he's like and, the most uh, popular girl in school. Like, like imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's so nice. It's a nice breath of fresh air because everyone so far has just been really standoffish yeah. or like doesn't pay Xielang any attention. And finally, we're meeting somebody who is just great. Yeah, like, just like so, so friendly. Personality. Yes, when I first mm -hmm. met them, I was like, oh man, I really love this character. <laughs> Yeah, same. I really like Xin Qi Xuan. So we, I hope that you guys do as well. Yeah, yeah. They're the best. Yeah. If you look up pictures of her or <laughs> him, um, what, and when it's in his male form, like he has white robes with like green accents <laughs> and stuff. But when he's in his female form, big ass titty. Yeah, yeah. It's like a similar outfit, but like more tight on, on the figure. <laughs> yeah. And his face is like super pretty. Like super pretty. Oh my God. Pretty. He's, he's pretty like as a girl or as a boy. Like he just pulls off both so well. Like he's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. But speaking of how being worshipped in a specific form makes the god more powerful, um, a similar thing happened to Ling Wen, um, the Wikipedia god. She is a female god, but she doesn't dress very colorfully or like fashionably like the other female gods in heaven do. She's always wearing black and she looks very, very serious. So a lot of mortals thought originally that she was a man. Mm. It also didn't help that mortals were kind of closed minded. They used to think like, oh, how can a woman be the most powerful civil god in the heavens? Like, how can a woman give mortals good fortune and knowledge? Like, of, of course, it's a man. Like, obviously, it's a man. Um, so... Um, when uh, and also to make sure that she remained popular, her worshippers, um, realizing that the mortals were thinking that she was a man, changed her statues from female to male and made up this like extravagant backstory that she was male all along. Um, after this change of having her temple statues turn into a man's, um, they her temples became more popular and she ended up getting more followers, which is what her worshippers were planning all along. And so since then, Ling Wen only appears in a male form to the mortals when they, when she visits them. Just this just, just goes to show that the gods are subject to their followers beliefs and they have to cater to their thoughts even if they're incorrect in order to keep their beliefs strong and i think this is some really interesting commentary on social media <laughs> yeah i agree yeah yeah you like this like she's literally having to change her entire personality and appearance just to make sure that her following stays strong like what is that what does that tell you yeah, poor Ling Wen. She's definitely an example of um, smart girl being treated like crap. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that yeah. whole trope. Yeah. 
as they travel, Shinji Chuan is trying to convince Shelan to also transform into a woman. <laughs> Her reasoning is that women have stronger yin hours, so it's easier to hide in the ghost city because yin and yang energy. So yang is more male and yin is more female, but also yin represents like ghost, the ghost realm and like dead energy. And so if you have really strong yang en energy, basically, if you have high testosterone, you'll be seen in the ghost um the ghost city like more prominently whereas if you have more estrogen i guess <laughs> yeah then, like, no one will notice you yes you can yeah, sneak so around much stuff that yeah. like this is consistent throughout all of uh, the wuxia novels yeah. and that's why there's not a lot of female cultivators out there yeah a lot of yin energy like it's all like ghost or death or like darkness <laughs> yeah and there's never like a respectable female cultivator with high yin energy they always make her out to be this like demonic person who like yeah. is so much stronger than men but because she's like special and tapped into her death stuff yeah, yeah and not that like you know she's just like a good cultivator so it's like oh it's, it's gotta have some reason like a dark reason like come on yeah. man why can't we just be normal like the boys <laughs> anyways yeah so Shinji Swan offers to use her energy to help transform Xianan and Xianan's like no 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 we'll just save your energy for fighting the enemy because yeah don't I, do that yeah yeah like shaylong just can't handle cross-dressing no no he's really embarrassed by it like not many things phase him but he's really embarrassed <laughs> so eventually as they're walking along they come across a field that has a lot of like yin dark energy so they decide to wait there as they're waiting Shi ching Xuan actually pulls out like a little bottle of booze and they share a drink and I find this really interesting because this entire time, Shailion is considered to be like this kind of pure, innocent, like mindset. Uh, but here he is just kind of like drinking alcohol and, and sharing <laughs> a drink. So that's kind of cute. Yeah. As it turns closer to midnight, a row of light is seen moving towards them. As it gets closer, they realize that it's a group of women in white wearing funeral robes and they have lanterns in hand. Xin Xuan and Shailion uh, follow behind them, masking their aura, and they realize that they're ghosts. Because the women are talking amongst themselves, saying things like, oh, I'm so glad the market is open. I need a facial. And the other one's like, what happened to your face? Didn't you recently get one? And she replies, well, it's rotten. They guaranteed a fresh one for a year, but it's only been half a year. <laughs> I like the world building. They're talking about wearing human skin. Yeah. yeah, it's so cute. So they follow them and they come across a red light in a valley. And as they're approaching, one of the ghosts finally notices uh, the two following them and and says who, who are you because you know it's just like they're they're with their friends and then all of a sudden these two random people um show up all the women turn around and surround them shailan and shinchi shrine pretend to be ghosts and say that they came from a graveyard far away and that's why they're they don't recognize them and the ghosts are quietly inspecting them and one of them stares at shinchi shrine says Mei Mei, your face is very nicely maintained. <laughs> so cute. Uh, Shinji Chuan and Xielan nod and play along, saying, yeah, it it's all right, not bad. Um, also, when they say Mei Mei, it's like a... Oh yeah, friendly way of like women um talking to like each other, sister. Like yeah, like girl, your face is very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get like that face? Yes. Yeah, oh so my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's very friendly. And the ghosts start like <laughs> just like girl talking with them, <laughs> saying, "Where do you get yeah. your facials? Do you have any tricks? Can you recommend a place? Oh my god, the skin's not rotten at all. It's so cute." <laughs> and as they're yeah. walking, um, the bright light flashes before their eyes, and they enter into the ghost. City. Yes. Uh, when the light finally clears, they see a long street with all sorts of stalls and signs and lanterns. There are many strange creatures walking around wearing masks. So it's sort of like a, a night market festival. Or if you know Spirited Away, imagine like that intro scene to Spirited Away with that mm -hmm. long street with like all those like uh, little like food stalls and like shopping stalls and like a bunch of stuff and all these people coming walking around. Um, Shailion sees that there is a food stall specifically where a cook is using a bone to stir a pot of soup and filling the soup with his drool from his mouth and like random eyeballs really gross <laughs> and but but the funny thing is as Shailion's watching him cook he suddenly gains confidence in his own cooking ability <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I love oh, that the author just like hints again references his like terrible cooking skills 
Um, yep, I love it. Yes, he also sees that there's a bunch of different street performers and there's people throwing paper money around. And paper money is the money that you burn, like like a live human would burn paper money for their like ancestors um, to use in the mm-hmm. afterlife. So, but there's people throwing actual paper money for these performers because everyone's dead. <laughs> um, there's also stalls selling human body parts and like a boar butchering a human leg as opposed to a human butchering a pig leg. <laughs> uh, Shailion, but as he's like looking at all this, Shailion turns around. He just suddenly realizes he's all by himself. Xinjing Xuan and those female ghosts have disappeared and Shailion can't seem to reach her in the communication array because the ghost city doesn't allow for heavenly spells. Mm. And Shailion wanders along until somebody suddenly grabs him. It's a ghost prostitute wearing like a ton <laughs> of makeup and she has a huge, huge. And she's like flirting with him, trying to get him to buy her services. But he's panicking and the ghost just continues to cling to him and it says, little Guga, I like you. Come and have fun with me all night. I won't ask for payment. <laughs> like, oh okay, God. Why you ask for no payment? That's how beautiful he is. That, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's too cute. And she tries to like um, unravel her dress to entice Xielang. And Xielang has like his cultivation thing is that he practices abstinence because he studied at the Royal Holy Pavilion and he can't do any kind. He's just super yeah. virgin, like like ascended <laughs> yeah. virgin, right? He's a wizard level super virgin. virgin. And if he does anything lewd, um, he like can't he can't do any of that. So he what he'll do is he'll calm his mind by repeating sutras, so he, that he's like not affected by anything, and also so he won't get <laughs> yeah, no boner boner killers only. So- yeah, boner killers only. The flirting isn't working, and Shailang can see that he can't push her away. So he just like sighs and says with a straight face, uh, "I have a problem. Um, I can't get erect." And he says it like really loudly, <laughs> and everyone around yeah. is like, "What? Like, why would you say that?" <laughs> oh my god! And, like Shailang like, has the thickest skin, so he of course he doesn't give a shit about like yeah. being made fun of. But like everyone's like, "What the hell? How could he just?" Like, say that out how can you yeah that's ridiculous like can you imagine someone just being like oh sorry i can't get erect bye (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and uh so yeah because he's like such a crazy thick skin like he doesn't care and like it he sees that like doing that kind of stuff just like gets people to leave him alone really fast and that's what happens the ghost walks away from him and is like ew (laughs) ew gross yeah (laughs) uh eventually as shaleong continues to walk around he finds himself in front of this giant red building it's grandiose and imposing and like literally everything is red shaleon thinks it sort of looks like a heavenly palace except this one is like way more bedazzled whereas a heavenly palace is like very dignified you can kind of imagine how it would be um like a nouveau rich mansion compared to like an old school money mansion like Mm -hmm. how one is like very dignified and like classic and one is like kind of over the top and like blatantly like gaudy yeah very gaudy um uh, Shailion sees that a crowd of people are entering and exiting the building and it's like very lively and a lot of people are talking and screaming and as he looks at the signage on this building, he realizes it's a gambler's den. As he's getting closer, he sees all these banners written around it. Um, the banners say things like money over life, gains over shame. And the one on top just says, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And the writing is like really, really ugly. Like some drunk person wrote it. Yeah, it's bad penmanship. So we're going to reference bad penmanship later. Yeah, th- rem- remember that. Remember the bad writing. <laughs> yeah. So Shinan enters the den and he hears screaming. They see mass bouncers carrying away a man who had his legs cut off, who is howling in pain. And there's just like blood trailing behind him. And there's a little ghost like following the blood trail, just like licking it. So it's like this nice like establishing oh what the atmosphere is going to be like in this gambler's <laughs> <Yonic>. den. <laughs> An attendant approaches him, asks if he wants to play, but Shailon doesn't have any money, so is it okay just to look? And the attendant says, oh, there's no money to play here. And it's all like you're just betting like important things such as your arm, your legs. And yeah, it gets kind of messed 
up like that. A voice mm-hmm. lazily responds back with the person who bet his arm, like, no need, never mind your arm. Even your life is worthless here. Things like that. Shailan's heart jumps at the voice and he thinks, Salang, because he ro- notices that like that voice belongs to. <laughs> and he looks up and sees at the end of the long table is a screened curtain where you can see a faint silhouette of a red figure. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder who that is. Uh, so that brings us into chapter 36, uh, Admiring the Flower Through Red Clouds, A Heart Full of Sympathy. That t- attendant who was showing Shelion around says to him, Oh, young master, you are very lucky today. Our Lord is here to play. It's only these past couple of days that he was in the mood to pass by. Isn't this great luck? And the way that she says this, because uh, she's obviously talking about Hua Cheng, who is the Lord of Ghost City. And it really shows how much she idolizes Hua Cheng and like all the ghosts idolize Hua Cheng. And just to see him or just to be in his presence is in fact a great honor. Um, so Xie Lian, upon hearing that it really is Hua Cheng, unconsciously tries to like push through this crowd so you can get a closer look to the table and see what's going on. And he sees that that voice who was talking about an arm earlier is actually a human man, like a normal mortal man with a mask. And his face is very, very pale. And he's like sweating and really um, like full of anxiety. He's holding a wooden dice cup. And he says to Hua Cheng, the one before me was able to bet his legs. Why can't I bet my arms? And the croupier next to him says, well, the one before you was a famous bandit known for his light footwork. It was the crux of his life. So his legs are very valuable. You are not a medic or an artist. What can I use with your arm? And the man replies, well, fine. If I can't use my arm, then I bet my daughter's life, 10 years of her life. And Shelion is stunned. What kind of a father would bet on the life of their only child? Oh, so messed up. And Watson snorts, but replies, very well. Oh, that's my Watson voice. Just like, very well. <laughs> yes. He's very, like, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 we're breathy. The English dub. Yeah, yeah. The breathy one is so good. <laughs> As they begin the game, odd is win and even is loss. The man shakes the dice and he gets odd. So he wins. And all the uh, ghosts around him are like, boo. And the croupier says, congratulations. Yeah. The fate of your business will soon turn around. But then the guy's like, oh, I want to bet again. Because he wants all of the uh, businesses of his enemies to like fall and like drop dead. And he bets 20 years of his daughter's life, uh, as oh well God. as like the fate of her marriage. And it's just so messed up. Like everyone's saying this man has lost his mind. He's willing to sell his daughter. And as the croupier begins to the game again and the man shakes the dice, Shailan steps forward thinking that he's going to like stop this. And, but um, Shin Shin Shuan suddenly appears and holds him back and is like, don't call attention to us we we got a job to yeah. do and she just looks a little bit different so like th- there's like stuff on his face it's a ton of like makeup uh-huh. uh th- there's like literally just like his skin is all like smoother and whiter yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it looks so silly and she just says oh oh do i look good oh thank you is there a mirror i want to see <laughs> she just is very absorbed in his appearance so, you, so yeah. flamboyant like i love how he immediately wants to go look for a mirror <laughs> yeah yeah she leon's like oh my god Xin Xin how did you get here and Xin Xin Xuan says that uh, before they started this mission, he and Lan Chan Chu had agreed to meet earlier at the den. So when he got separated from everyone, he came over here first to look for him. And then he happened to see Shailian here also. So that was like a lucky coincidence. Um, since this gambling den is the most busy part of the entire city it's less conspicuous for gods to meet there so that's why this is like the perfect meeting spot shaylion nods and turns to go back and see what's going on with the game and this the the human man um has shaken the dice but he hasn't revealed the dice results yet so we don't know if he won or, or lost xin ching shuan says I know you want to intervene, but this is Hua Cheng's territory. And the man came and played willingly. We can't do anything. So like, yeah, it was, to be fair, like human's choice mm-hmm. to do it. It's just that this human is very fucking messed up. Yeah. And Shalian's like, well, Sanlong would never allow anything to go too out of hand. So he decides to trust Sanlong's judgment and just decides to observe and not move in. Yeah. Right as the man is about to open the dice cup, suddenly somebody 
jumps in and strikes down the cup, crushing it to pieces. The force is so strong, it actually broke the entire table. The man rolls on the floor screaming because his uh, hands got crushed. And the like big guy who crushed the table says, what a villainous heart. How can you wish for others to drop dead? And instead of betting your own life, you bet your daughter's. You're not fit for, to be a man or a father. <laughs> and it's, you know, the guy from last episode, our All Might character. Yes, definitely <laughs> All Nan Might. Xing Chou. Uh-huh. Xin and Xin Chu Xuan are like, oh, but yeah, kind of like we're supposed to be low key, and you know now he's basically made them conspicuous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Why is he like this? <laughs> yeah. Hua Cheng sees this all happen and just chuckles behind the curtain. And when he hears Hua Cheng's laughter, Shailian's heart skips a beat. <laughs> but uh, Shailian has heard Hua Cheng laugh many times after spending so much time together, so he can tell when the laughter is genuine or laced with mockery and killing intent and this one is definitely laced with mockery and killing mm. intent <laughs> wow you have guts to start trouble in my territory and Lan Chan Cho says are you the owner of this den and the ghosts around are incensed they're like how dare you say that you don't even know who you're talking to you foolish bastard this is our <laughs> lord and Shi Ching Shuan is surprised that it is actually Hua Cheng behind the curtain uh, because like earlier, it was just like a, a hidden figure. So they didn't know who it was. But it turns out it really is Hua Cheng. But Xiaolian knew this entire time because he recognized Hua Cheng's voice. La Chan Cho starts yelling at all the ghosts and calling them scum. And even starts attacking the, the ghosts around him and uses a piece of the broken table to fly it towards Hua Cheng as an attack. But with a wave of his hand, Hua Cheng flings the table back and makes it explode into splinters aimed at Lang Chang Cho. Then Hua Cheng flicks his hand up and Lang Chang Cho's body is lifted off the ground and he's suspended on the ceiling like a starfish. <laughs> Lang Chang Cho is struggling to break free of this spell, but his powers are sealed and the ghosts start to humiliate him and laugh at him and mock him while he's like just hanging off the ceiling. <laughs> Lang Chang Cho has never experienced any kind of humiliation like this and turns red with anger. And Hua Cheng just laughs and says, whoever's lucky and wins big, can take him home to roast. <laughs> Xin Chin Shuan anxiously says, oh, what should we do? Should we try and win him back? And Xielan says that his own luck is pretty bad. If he rolls, he'll probably just roll snake eyes. And Xin Chin Shuan thinks and says, uh, what if you bet the lowest number? No one can roll lower than you then. And Xielan at first thinks it's a good idea, but when he tests it out and um, asks if he can just like roll the, like, the lowest number to win, like what if he changes the rules? Um, and he tries to like roll on this like random table he got two sixes of course so doesn't matter his luck will always be the opposite of what he wants yeah of course he gets two sixes when he's trying to get snake guys <sighs> oh my goodness just then the croupier near the red curtain leans in as hua chung speaks something into her ear she nods after a little while and then she makes a huge announcement to the crowd everyone the Lord has an announcement to make. The Lord says to change up the rules. He's in a good mood today and wants to play around with everyone. Anyone is free to bet against him and whoever wins gets to take Thing home. Talking about Long Chang Cho still stuck up on the ceiling. <laughs> However, none of the ghosts dare to move up to try and gamble against Hua Cheng. That's like, that seems like an obvious losing situation. Mm-hmm. However, Xiaolian steps forward and says, please let me have a try. And upon hearing his voice, Hua Cheng pauses and slowly stands up behind the curtain. <laughs> and Shailion moves towards him. And the Kropier hands him a, a gambling dice cup and says, okay, please go ahead. I just want the audience to imagine that, like, before this, Hua Cheng was this, like, just yes. smug, like, lazy owner of this, like, yes. gambler's den. Just sprawled across the table or chair. And, like, relaxed yeah. and everything. But as soon as he sees Sanlong, like, stand up and, and whatever, like, in front of the crowd, like, Hua Cheng probably internally is, like, sweating, like, oh, Gaga's here. Yeah. Fuck. I yeah. have to. I have to be a good boy now. I have to act like like cool uh, and stuff. I can't like, act like an asshole. Straight up, like calls to attention. <laughs> like 
Yeah. And in the manhua, there's a moment, if you look in the background, if you're like really studying the background, you see yeah. Hua Tin like just chilling on a couch, like super relaxed. Yes, but then as yes. soon as yes. Xie Liang is recognized, he like sits forward and you can see like the energy in his yeah. body like has completely changed. But it's like all the way in the corner. It's like leaning forward, like. <gasps> yeah, like you can yeah, barely yeah, yeah, yeah. see it's it. It's a really cute mm-hmm. hit in the manhua. Yeah. And also Xie Liang notes that previously when the croupier was talking to everyone else and all the different ghosts, she was actually speaking in a rude tone and dialect. But now that she's speaking to Shaylion, she's speaking like very, very politely and using honorifics and very respectfully. It, it turns out that Hua Cheng told her to treat Shaylion with the respect that he deserves. Aww. So cute. Yeah, like the prince is, the wife is here, basically. The wife is here, yeah, treat, <laughs> treat her well. <laughs> She's the mob boss wife. Yup. Shannon takes yeah. the cups, um, but he just like never gambled before, so he kind of just like shakes it randomly, goes to open the cup, but the corporate says, wait. <laughs> the corporate says, the Lord says your cup shaking technique isn't quite right. Shadan says, uh, is there a correct way to like shake a cup? And <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The creature <laughs> says, the Lord has invited you to go up and he'll teach you. And all the ghosts are like, what? <laughs> But yeah it's just shaking dice what's so special yeah. about it so how can you sh- fuck that up <laughs> moves it in front of the curtains with the dice clutched in his hand and you know the wind blows apart uh, all the curtains are like flowing and beautiful as you can guys can imagine this it's just it just looks as if like somebody in the background is probably with like industrial fans just like blowing the, like, curtains around. <laughs> the curtains around yes <laughs> and uh hua chen is right there standing on the other side of the curtain and the way that the curtains are you can't see if you're like in the crowd only the person standing mm-hmm. in front of the curtain be- between like the slit of the curtain can like see like Hawton's face up close mm-hmm. yes and so Hawton yeah. reaches out his hand and places them on Xianyan's hands to like support the cup Xianyan looks up to see that it's a 19 year old figure wearing red with only one left eye and the other eye is hidden behind a black eye patch and it's the youthful face of Sanlong but it's like taller and more handsome and yes. has a air of playfulness <laughs> yes oh, all the flirting oh, oh love it oh my gosh oh this next couple of scenes is the best like oh my god yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see this part of the anime oh, oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god okay so okay okay Woo, chapter 37 here we go so Shaleon is seeing Hua Cheng's new appearance for the first time so he's like taking it all in he notes that he is even taller and older than before Shaleon has to now tilt up his head to look at him that's how tall mm-hmm. he is oh my god and if you look at the manhwa the height difference between them is like oh my god 10 10 <laughs> um, <laughs> after staring at each other quietly for a while Hua Cheng says with a very deep voice would you like to bet on the highest or the lowest Leon says, okay, let's go with the highest. And Hua Cheng says, okay, I'll go first. And he moves his hand to hold Xiaolian's hand under and over the cup. So imagine this cup and Xiaolian's hand's holding it. And then Hua Cheng's hand is over his hands holding it. So they're just holding it together. And they're just like qu- gently shaking this cup up and down together. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, like he, Hua Cheng didn't have to go this hard, but he totally yeah. went this hard. <laughs> Okay, so ha- so it's Hua Cheng's role technically. So he's he's shaking this gently with the, with Guga's hands, and he opens the lid, and he sees that there's a five and a six. Hua Cheng says, "Okay, now it's your turn." So Xiaolian tries to shake the cup, but after two hard shakes, Hua Cheng says, "Oh no, no, not like that!" And he holds his hand again, and then he guides Xiaolian to gently shake the cup three more times together. <laughs> What's going on? Why are we freaking out so hard about this? There's I don't like- know. It's, so, it's so good. It's so it's so stupid. It's like it's like it's like it's like they're holding hands though. They're holding hands. Oh my god, they're holding hands. This is what we were talking about when we were screaming about on this freaking oh podcast. Why are we they're holding hands? Yeah, but like not just holding hands, but like doing a motion together and like with like flirting together, flirting. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay. And and watching so gentle. He's oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to continue. We have to continue. <laughs> you can tell who's the top. You can tell who's the top. Top energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shannon looks oh. up to take a peek and realizes that Hwatun isn't even looking at the cup. He's just staring at Shannon with a smile. <laughs> and uh, Shannon can't help but smile in return. So like, yeah, they're oh hella flirting right now. They're just smiling at each other. Oh, Shannon opens the cup and sees that he rolled two threes. And he says, oh, no, I lost. I'm sorry. But Hwatun says, don't worry. This round doesn't count. I'm teaching you right now. <laughs> Try again. And everyone's like, what? is going on like everyone's speechless <laughs> they're like how is this gambling if this round doesn't count then like when will it count and, and like all of yeah. the spectators are just watching these two people like flirt and no one can understand what's going this. on i can't believe this is oh, happening like what is this situation so like what is going so on good. it's so funny okay 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 and then watching laughs and he whispers in shaylian's ear why don't you try again i'm I can't stop oh laughing. I can't. I can't be calm. I'm so hyper. I'm so like excited right now. Okay, okay. So he's whispering in his ear. Why don't you try again? And Shaleon's blushing. He doesn't even know why he's blushing, but he tr- he shakes the dice. And the entire time, watching is like praising him. He's like, "Well, well done. done. You're doing so good." Yeah. <laughs> why is it so sexual? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. And then he opens it and he's like, oh, he rolled two fours. So better than two threes. Mm-hmm. And Hua Cheng's like, well, see, isn't it a little higher than last time? Keep going. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a going. little higher. Yeah, it's a little higher. Keep going. It'll it's get higher, higher and higher and higher. Oh, my God. And uh, Shaleon's like starting to feel like something is weird. <laughs> like he can hear all the female ghosts like giggling in the background. Us included. We're the two female ghosts. Yeah, we're giggling too, man. We're right there with you. And Shaleon's like, okay, I think Sanlong is messing with me. And he can hear Long Chan Chu like on the ceiling yelling, stop shaking that cup. He's obviously playing with you. And the ghosts are like mad that Lan Chang Chu is interrupting their moment. They're like, shut up. We're just getting to the exciting part. Like, yeah, they're also yeah. interested in what's going on. <laughs> the ghosts begin to argue with Lan Chen Cho and defend Hua Ten. They say that he is teaching him. Isn't Xie Dan's dice rolls improving? <laughs> and Hua Chen's like a god to these ghosts. So it like doesn't matter what he d- does. Like everyone will just worship him. And Lan Chen Cho just continues yelling back at, to the point where like all these people go start like pestering him again and start like harassing him so they start to like try and take off his uh pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah brad curb your tongue now or else we'll pull your pants down and uh nanjing cho is all might just you have to think about all might so imagine all Might, you know with the thinnest skin yeah. uh being treated like this like he, he's speechless with rage and he shuts his mouth and just continues to stare at what's going on and hua chung laughs and he tells shaleon oh he'll be fine let's continue with what we're doing and shaleon <laughs> shakes the cup again and this time he gets two fives and but by now Shaleon realizes that Hua Chang is just like fooling around and like somehow manipulating these dice um he's about to shake the cup again but Hua Chang is like wait Guga have you decided on the stakes if you lose and then Xi Qingshuan and Lan Cheng Chou hear this and hear Hua Chang call Shaleon Guga <laughs> and they are so Speechless. Like, even the ghosts are speechless. Because remember, Gugu is a really familiar and, like, like you only you only call your, like, BFFs mm-hmm. Gugu. Like, this is such a familiar way to call somebody mm-hmm. who is supposedly supposed to be, quote-unquote, strangers. <laughs> um, when they started gambling, Hua Chen had offered Lan Ching Cho if he lost, but Xielang never wagered anything for his side and Shailan feels embarrassed and tries to think of something he has he tries to think maybe he could offer 10 years of his life but a god's life is like very long so 10 years might not be worth very much he doesn't have any money or treasures or spiritual power so Shailan feels kind of helpless and asks do you think I have anything on me that is worth betting his whole entire body (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, his body. Yes. Oh, delicious. Hudson laughs and says, uh, anything is fine. What do you have on you? And Shailan is embarrassed uh, to admit that he only has a half-eaten steam bun. Hudson's like... <laughs> Upon hearing this, Hudson starts laughing loudly, and all of the ghosts are also laughing, but they're 
um, they don't want to like embarrass Huatan's Guga, so they kind of like stop laughing yeah. immediately. It's like, oh my god, that's all you have. But to everyone's surprise, Hua Cheng just says, All right, esteem when it is then. And the ghosts are speechless again. <laughs> like in the history of this gambling house, there has been like a crazy number of bets, like like literally internal organs, lifespans emotions abilities but never has there ever been something as stupid as literally a half-eaten steam bun as a bet like what is happening (laughs) and lan chan cho is outraged he's like what is the meaning of this are you saying that my life is only worth a half-eaten steam bun (laughs) this fucking idiot thinks he's a protagonist i know right (laughs) and the ghost uh, laugh hearing him say this and Shi Ching Shuan even yells hidden in the crowd saying what's wrong with a steam bun this is a blessing for you so shut up <laughs> he's yeah. trying to stop him from making the situation even worse yeah Shinan doesn't know whether to laugh or cry as you guys remember is like the favorite quote of this yes. book and Hua mm-hmm. says to him this is the last roll no need to be nervous Xianan shakes the cup again with Hua Chen and although he said he wasn't going to be nervous he can feel that he's like sweating and his like hands are getting sweaty underneath Hua Chen's hands when they finally reveal the dice it's two sixes and lets out a sigh of relief but Hua Chen only lifts a brow and says in a flat voice ah I lost (laughs) Ghosts are like speechless. Like, um, wait, know. what about the like other four roles that you just did? Like, what the hell? No, those don't count. Those don't count. <laughs> the groupier next to Huaten takes the dice and congratulates Xiaoyang on his win. And even though Huaten lost, the ghosts yell out, uh, "Our Lord lost beautifully. He only won because our <laughs> Lord personally coached him. So our Lord's still victorious." Like they're just trying to like, yeah. figure out, like double speak their way into making this yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Make him look good. <laughs> yeah, and Huaten finally yeah. lets Long Ching Cho down from the ceiling and he like crashes to the ground. Xie Liang goes over to check in on him and Lan Qing Cho says to him, I- I'm fine. Good thing you won. You probably had some tricks to make you lose. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. He's so stupid. He's, He's so, so stupid. Dumb. He's so stupid. Uh, oh my God. God yeah. yeah. Obviously, Watson was flirting with Xie Liang to win, but Lan Qing Cho yeah. is just an, a fucking dumbass. Just, just an idiot. He's so dumb. He's too, he's too pure. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize that, like, watching let Shelly on one. He thought Shelly on, like, one for real. It was just so fan stupid. service. He doesn't appreciate yeah, it. honestly. Okay, uh, but, like, as Lan Chan Cho and Shelyon are talking, Hua Chung actually emerges from behind his curtain, and the ghosts are all surprised seeing him in person. Because apparently he just stays behind the curtain most of the time. He doesn't really, like, show his appearance off. So he actually, like, comes out of his throne and, and walks down to Shailian. Shailian observes his appearance some more. He notes that his, his hair, when he was in his youthful body, he had it in that cute little crooked ponytail. But now in his older form, he has his hair worn loose and wild around him. And he has a single thin braid on the side of his hair that has a single red coral bead dangling from the end and you guys have to remember this this little detail this red coral bead remember it for later okay okay um on his wrists are silver van braces and silver chains hang from his boots and his waist at his belt is a curved silver scimitar and his appearance with all his red and silver is actually influenced by his mother she has a uh, Miao background, um, and the Miao people are known for their silversmith abilities and their decorations, their silver decorations. So that's why he is all decked out in silver like this. The ghosts who see his appearance think that Hua Ching is wearing a new skin, and they're all kind of like talking amongst themselves like, oh, this new skin is very nice. Oh, what a, what a cool new skin. But Actually, that's his real appearance. It's not just the skin. It turns out that Hua Cheng never used his real appearance in public before. And he always wore like a huge variety of different fake skins. So the ghost never knew what he looked like. And the ghosts are assuming that this is also a fake skin. But only Shailian knows that this is his real, true appearance. Because in the like last chapter or two chapters ago, when Mm -hmm. Shailian had asked if he could see his real appearance and Hua Cheng said, the next time we meet, you'll see my true appearance. So the yes. fact that like Watson never goes back on his word is oh my god. I know. That's so great. I love that so He's much. He's so sincere. Yes. He's so sincere. He's the definition of sincerity. Mm, 
Also, I want you guys to imagine uh, Watson's hair is kind of like a mullet, I want to say, because like the yeah, back it's like is long and loose. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Cause- normally cultivators or like people in these kind of setting, they always have their hair up or in like intricate bun mm-hmm. or like some sort of like hairstyle. But Ha Cheng doesn't give a fuck. He just wears it loose. Yeah. Also, um, the recent like fashion for Wuxia is that everyone has started to have like bangs and the bangs go past their ears. So it kind of looks like normal mm-hmm. modern hair. But then the back of their head the is front, extremely yeah. long and the bangs are really long as yeah. well. And it, it kind of like mixes like the Korean K-pop like long bang fashion with the old wuxia fashion because like old wuxia fashion is mm-hmm. fucking ugly. It's just like high <laughs> ponytail, like no bangs, and everyone just looks like r- really weird. So oh, for the live actions, yeah, 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 yeah. The new live action for uh for Heaven's Official it looks like a lot better. Yeah, I like everyone's hair in terms of styling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like if you watch The Untamed, they use uh, the old style of doing their hair and I don't mm-hmm. like it. It just makes everyone's face look weird. <laughs> it makes everyone's head look yeah. big. Uh, a lot of the new shows that came out in the last like two years. Oh, like uh, Word of Honor, I think has mm-hmm. the newer one. Is it? Word is of it? Honor and um, Who Rules the World as well as like uh, Legend of Fae. Everyone has bangs now and it mm-hmm. looks so much better. It's so much more flattering. Yeah, it's more anime, definitely. Because like all the especially for the untamed because like the anime version of that uh grandmaster demonic cultivation like everyone has bangs and stuff too they don't have like that slicked back hairstyle like the live action does yeah slicked back hair just doesn't Mm -hmm. look good on everyone (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah (laughs) so moving on to chapter 38 she now wants to talk to hua chen and asks him some questions but he's aware that they have an audience so he can't really say anything instead he just says thank you <laughs> and Liang ching cho is angry and he's like he runs this place and is harboring <laughs> ill attentions why are you thanking him it's, oh god shut shut the fuck up Liang ching cho <laughs> <laughs> he's just like one track mind <laughs> she now trying to be like shut the fuck up we don't want to offend anyone here we're guests yeah um as he's yeah. about to leave hua chen calls out and says wait <laughs> Shaylan <laughs> is nervous that perhaps like he got caught because like you know they're sent on a secret mission from heaven and, and he thinks like you know they're gonna be exposed but instead Hwasun just says aren't you gonna make good on your bet Shaylan's <laughs> uh, really confused because like didn't he win earlier and Hua Cheng says oh it's true that Gogo beat me but before you played with me you played a different round and lost and he's referring to that time when Shaylan and Xi Qingxuan uh, did their first bet where they were experimenting with rolling low instead of high and he ended up rolling two sixes instead of snake eyes and he lost so uh, yeah he definitely lost that bet and Long Chan Cho is like mm. oh we're about to fight aren't we he's preparing for a big battle but Shaylan pulls him back and says no 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 don't do that Hua Cheng says well Gogo, do you admit your loss and Shaylan nods in agreement and Hua Cheng just simply reaches out his hand and says okay then hand over what you promised and Shaylan is so confused but then he's like oh and he slowly reaches into his pocket and pulls out a half-eaten steamed bun he embarrassingly offers it to Hua Cheng he's like not even able to make any eye contact with him and he's like did you mean this and the author notes that his thick impenetrable face Developed over 800 years, suddenly <laughs> cracked a little from shame from this incident. Oh my god. Oh god. The flirting has not stopped, you guys. And we thought it was going, over, but it's still here. Can't believe oh. he. All the ghosts are all silently watching this. When the bet over the steam bun was made, they thought it was just a joke, but they can't believe like it's actually yeah. happening. <laughs> and that their mighty city lord is actually demanding that Shadon make good on his bet over a half-eaten like, steam the bun. Like, it's just a fucking steam bun. <laughs> Is it is it a special steam bun? Is it magical? Is it an immortal steam no. bunk? And no, it's no. just a normal steam bun. Actually, it's probably yeah. a little bit stale. It's just that Hawthorne's such a fucking simp. <laughs> Losing his mind over a steam bun. Oh, yes. And Shadon feels incredibly awkward and warns Hawthorne, uh, it's kind of cold and stale. And Hawthorne says, it's fine. Oh I don't mind. 
Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, Shaylan doesn't know how to reply. So he just like turns around and like leaves. Get back out go, here. Go, go, go. I can't. He can't. And he hears Watson saying, today is a good day. I'll go to the Paradise Manor. And all the ghosts are cheering. When Shailan, oh, when Shailan turns back to look, he sees that Watson takes a bite out of the steam box and like oh making God. eye contact with him. And Shailan is like blushing and flustered and like just oh speed walks God. out like while dragging Lantin oh Cho. And I could just imagine like the slow motion oh of God, Watson yes. just like looking yes. at up yes. as Shailang and then taking a bite and then smiling. Right where he bite already. Yeah. Like he because it's half eaten. Yeah. He's gonna eat over Incorrect. where his gugu eat. Just like how he drank water over where his gugu drink water. Yes. Same thing. Yes, big simp. <sighs> big, 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 just, big simp. He's such a simp. Oh my god. This was like when I realized just how big of a simp Watton was. Yes. Before all of the any other scraps. things didn't really feel as much, but this was the simplitude yes. of the scene. He, he just wants any any little piece of his gugu that he can have. Anything. Oh. Anything. Even oh. a stupid steamboat. Uh, yes yes uh, okay so uh the two of them are running out of the gambling house and run down the road into the night market stalls they eventually find an empty alley and they wait there for xing chuan to join them xing chuan eventually meets up with them and he immediately lectures lang ching cho and says you are a god how can you be so impulsive if your identity was exposed and they learned that a god has infiltrated ghost city there would be no peace lang chan cho lowers his head in shame and answers honestly i'm sorry it was impulsive but that gambler was too preposterous if he won or lost his daughter would have suffered or his business rivals mm -hmm. would have suffered my anger got the better of me and shi ching shuan says you still shouldn't have rushed out it wasn't the right thing to do and lan chan cho says well what else could i have done no one else was going to help and shi ching shuan actually doesn't know how to reply to that because there really wasn't anything else to do it was either let someone die mm. or help and be exposed. And it kind of shows that Lan Chan Cho is really straightforward. He has a very black and white sense of morality. And if he sees something wrong, he's going to act first. Like he doesn't believe in the bystander effect. Like uh, he wants to act. He wants to be the protagonist. He does want to be the protagonist. Xin <laughs> Chuan um, changes the subject and introduces the two people together because Xie Liang and uh, Lan Chin Cho haven't really actually like met before. Like they met when Lan Chin Cho was asleep during the <laughs> trial, <laughs> doesn't really count. No. Lan Chin Cho is the crown prince of Yogang and the martial god who oversees the East. So Shenan is the crown prince of Shanla, the tra I mean, the tremendous capable <laughs> god whom uh, the, his majesty looks upon most highly. Like he was about to call him the trash god. Yeah. And Lan Chin Cho realizes that Shenan is the infamous god that ascended three times. But while the other gods would snub at Shenan or sneer at him, Lan Chin Cho just seems incredibly curious and amazed that such a thing is even possible. <laughs> but he doesn't really seem to care about like the awkward history between the two countries. Um, this is to remind you guys that Yongan was the country that like cropped up after Shanla like fell and is the reason why Shanla fell also as well. So Shi Ching Xuan then asked Shelian about Crimson Rain Sot Flower. And we should make a note that when the gods refer to Hua Cheng, they very rarely say his name. They usually refer to him as his title, which is Crimson Rain Sot Flower, because Calling someone by their name is pretty, it's pretty rude. So that's why they always say Crimson Rates on Flower. But Lan Chan Cho asks like, hey, was that actually his real form? And Shi Ching Xuan dismisses that and says, no way. How can that be his real form? It's definitely fake skin. Fake, fake, fake. And Xie Lian, uh, however, remembers that when Hua Cheng was talking to him back in Puchi Shrine, he said, like, the next time we meet, we'll, it'll be my mm -hmm. true form. So he knows that it actually is his true form, but he really can't, like, share this information to the rest of them. So he just, like, continues to allow them to think that it's fake. However, internally... He is a little pleased that he has this tiny little secret that he can share with Sanlang. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting note in the novel, but while Hua Cheng's name is actually Hua Cheng, uh, Hua Cheng did say when he introduced himself to call him Sanlang. So Shelion, whenever he thinks about Hua Cheng, he calls him Sanlang in his head. Shelion also thinks that when he met his youthful form, Sanlang only looked slightly shorter and younger than his current form. So that youthful form must have also been his true appearance yeah and it's interesting that i was i'm realizing now that like huaten chooses to always look younger than xie liang and um, because like xie liang because. 
He was always mm. older than him. So Shannon's body is the body of like a 17 year old. 20. Didn't he ascend at 17? Oh, yes. oh yeah, he did ascend at 17. Yeah. He ascended at 17. And then, uh, yeah, he became a god after that. So he just, like, kept that appearance. Yeah, so he looks hella young. Just imagine a 17-year-old god. Like, every, yeah. he's 800-year-old, yeah. but he's 17. Yeah. And um, Salong always, or Hua Chen Salong, always trying to look either same age or slightly younger, just always trying to slightly look younger. more youthful. Yeah, because his first appearance was, like, what, 15-ish, 15, 16-ish? 14, mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. yeah. Xiaoyang asks what they should do now, and uh, Xin Qishuan says that since their cover's already blown, they might as well go and meet up with Hua Tun openly. They can lie and tell them that, like, Xiaoyang made a special trip to come visit him, you know, like, oh, Guga came to visit me, you know, like, just something like that, since they already know <laughs> yeah. each other. So it would, like, make sense that, you know, he wouldn't just go by himself, but he would bring some of his heavenly official friends to hang out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, come unannounced. Um, however, Lang Qing Cho doesn't think that this is like a good plan. Um, if Hua Chun is Xianlong's friend, then he shouldn't lie and deceive his friend. Oh my god! Oh like, my god! Lan Qing Cho is so pure. He's like, yeah. don't lie to your friend. Lying and- to your friend is wrong. This is a <laughs> terrible idea. And Xi Xuan is like, oh my god! I'm yeah. trying to come up with a motherfucking plan. I know. <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? I know. I love this dynamic so much. Like Long Chan Cho and Shi Ching Shuan, like they have totally different mindsets. Xie Liang just laughs and is like, yeah, I, I don't really want to lie to Hua Tan either. Shi Ching Shuan is like distressed because he feels <laughs> that if they return to heaven empty handed, it would be really humiliating. So Xie Liang is about to reply when suddenly they hear shouts outside of the alley and a group of ghosts is yelling saying, where did the brat with the bandaged face go? And they hear lots of screams cut through the air dun, dun, dun. yeah so this ends mm-hmm. today's episode about the ghost city yes. arc there's so much that happens and it this might actually end up being like a three episode um arc i feel yeah, like three-parter mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot that happens yeah and especially later on well we also spent a lot of energy today just explaining to you the most important thing that's happened which is the uh, yeah you fucking held hands man Oh, they touched each other. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They shook the dice cups. We just need you guys to understand that the plot is not as important as when they're holding hands and flirting. They're fucking flirting. Okay, let them flirt. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I'm just imagining. There's literally two chapters of them flirting. Like two whole chapters. Oh my god! Yeah, two whole chapters. Thank, thank you, thank you so much, MXTX, for giving thank this. Thank you. Gift. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for this meal blessed oh such a good meal oh, like while we were reading that i just imagined that like both of us are just like these female ghosts in the background like shrieking and screaming oh my God. i relate to the female ghost so- because i love how she keeps including that there's like female mm-hmm. ghosts giggling in the background and like observing this yes. scene because that's we are that's the reader surrogate yes. for us like we are yes. the ghosts we are laughing also um as like a like a fan of bl stuff in asian languages they call us rotten women oh like, yeah that is literally Literally the phrase. The Fujoshi. Yeah, they yeah. Itself, it's self-proclaimed. Like, they, we chose this name for ourselves to call ourselves yeah. Fujoshi or um, I can't remember the Chinese one. But yeah, it's it's all the same oh, thing. Like, we're rotten women. Yeah, it was like something Mei. Because some, cause Mei Mei. So something mm-hmm. to do with that. But yeah. yeah. Oh, Don Mei. Don Mei. Mei is from Don Mei. Wait, yeah. Don, Don Mei is like, Don Mei just means BL. But like, rotten women. Rot, rotten women. Hold on. Chi- Chinese mm-hmm. word for mm-hmm. Fujoshi. Let's look that up. It's called Funi. Yeah. So it's uh, it literally means rotten woman, which is a term to describe Chinese fans of boys' love and Don Mei fiction. It was a, it originated from the equivalent Japanese term fujoshi, uh, which was a phrase that fans later reclaimed. So yeah, like it's like weeaboo, but like back know, when weeaboo yeah. was still like a dirty word, now it's like we it's been retaken. But like back we weebs yeah. are like. Or like uh, otaku were like taken as like negative, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how Fujoshi was. Yeah, so we are Fujoshi. I kind of want fan art of us being like skeletons, like screaming about. Oh my god! About, like, yes, you know, this stuff. Like I really I, with the, our wigs, the scene in the background, <laughs> with our hair, just like on a skeleton, like freaking screaming. Out. Yeah, that's that's what I imagined. Freaking freaking out. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> They're us. They're us. Uh, I, I, I'm so glad that we finally got up to the part of the novels that like made us screech and made us fall in love. Oh my God. Yes. This, this scene, specifically the dice thing, literally, I was like, I could, I had to put the book down and like fucking yell into a pillow because I was just like, I had so much energy. Like I had so much, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Like I just had like, too much energy in my body and I had to scream it yeah. out because it was just like I can't handle this flirting like I cannot handle it right now like oh my freaking god oh my god yo that's for so real. good oh, so good so yeah. funny I love it uh yeah I cannot wait to watch the anime it's gonna be so guys go watch the trailer I'm so hyped I'm this is why I was like so ex- anticipatory for like the the gambling den arc because I just want that one specific scene yeah. like I don't even care about the rest I just want the fucking yes. cup scene. I remember when I was reading the gambling den like just before like the ghost city and everything mm-hmm. and you were like texting me being like let me know when you get there oh, let yes. me know when you get there and I- let me know when you get to the fucking dice <laughs> I know and I was like freaking out with the dice I was like oh my god <laughs> okay yes yes I'm glad we have the same reaction oh my god it's so yeah good. yeah oh god this is good good soup good, you guys good soup. Oh, good soup i hope i hope you get you you like your meal everybody yes. oh, 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 screeching ah, thank you thank you ah, Alex. Alex. i'm so we're so blessed <sighs> okay 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 so now to get to our off topics we do like to do an off topic every week about what other bl things that we are consuming so i am still reading wu chang jie which is also called impertinence so from here on out i'm just gonna call it impertinence because uh i'm pretty sure i'm pronouncing wu chang jie (laughs) the struggle of being a chinese person who can't freaking speak chinese well (laughs) and i am already more than halfway through the book i think the book has 280 something chapters and i i'm uh, i'm like almost up to chapter 200 at this point and the reason why i'm speed reading it is because i turned my phone into a dictation thing and i i get it to read um spoken word stuff to me so now i can like do anything else and just like listen to the book it it speaks to me in like a siri robot voice but it's not bad like you get used Mm -hmm. to it after a while if you're really picky about this stuff then i don't recommend it but for me i just really want to consume content like as fast as possible and uh, uh the story is just like dumb husky and his white cat shizen if you guys are a fan of that one so i highly yes, recommend yes. reading impertinence if you finished urha dumb husky you know the book and you want something of the exact same vibe same it's like uh-huh. super same vibe it's like a reincarnation arc with lots of like past hate fucking and then like future forgiveness uh-huh. fucking and it's but it, like instead of it being from the perspective of the demonic guy like the way that dumb husky uh-huh. is it's from the perspective of like the innocent show um oh, okay. so yeah it's so good it's so well written um i can't wait to read it <sighs> you know like most of the uh stories that we read are on the perspective of the bottom but Dumb Husky was one of the few that was from the perspective of the top. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say like this book is like 80% from the perspective of the show and then uh, Mm -hmm. which is the bottom and then like 20% Mm -hmm. from the perspective of the top the gong yeah gong 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 yeah that's yeah. cool okay i'm definitely yeah we were talking about it earlier uh before we record the podcast and like from the description i'm like highly highly interested because urha is literally like my favorite oh, uh donme so, so yeah i'm really excited to read more of something similar yeah did you yes. read my little excerpt that i saw when I, you did i said it specifically the horse you. Yeah, the horse me, thing. What did I, ma'am? Okay, yes, yes. Let me, let me, let me re- refine where I wrote this so that you guys. <laughs> I'm halfway through the book, and I said, "Be an immortal horse. Meet your reincarnated owner from a previous life. Remember your owner. Remember your owner's lover. Remember your owner riding you. Remember your owner riding you while riding his lover." Yep. That's what the story is. Yep. Yep. Well, that's just an excerpt of the story. It was like one chapter. And then like, it's so funny because there's comments from the chapter of like fans who are reading and they're all like, the the poor horse. I know. My my response was, what the fuck? That poor horse. What the heck? The poor horse. Oh, friggin' hell. I laughed so hard reading that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, That's the whole shit. book is sad. The whole book is so sad, except for that one funny yeah. chapter. Oh, really? It's just like the one morsel of comic relief ma'am? between the pain. <laughs> oh, my God, ma'am. And it was so subtle because it was one sentence. 
Oh, really? Oh, that's so funny. Sentence. I love that. It was I love that. so subtle. Like, I think yeah. the sentence was like that the, because like it was an immortal horse and horses can't talk, right? And yeah. the horse only obeyed its one master. Uh-huh. But then when the uh, master's lover like jumped on the horse and tried to mm-hmm. coax it to go forward to escape like whatever calamity that was happening, the horse like obeyed immediately. Okay. And it, a thought passed through the gong's head and was like, you remember um, him as well. And then the next sentence was like, uh, describing that he had oh. hate fucked him on the horse the last oh, no. time. And, and the, the ridiculous things that the horse remembered. And I was like, <laughs> what? This one <laughs> sentence. What the? Poor horsey. Like this. No, oh no. my God. Traumatized. Yeah. So that's oh, my no. off topic this that's week. That's great. That's great. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I read it. You have to read it too. My, my off topic is a little more tame. <laughs> Okay, so I am uh, reading a fanfic. Surprise, surprise. I know the last fanfic that I talked about was in the... Uh, it was about a scum villain, and I got into a rabbit hole of scum villain fanfics. Oh, nice. And yeah, because I, I haven't seen that many of them. I see a lot of like grand uh, demonic... A grandmaster of demonic cultivation or like heaven's official but not very many of scum villains that are like really really good but this one was interesting the premise sounded interesting so i wanted to check it out and i'm like halfway through it right now but it's like super good mm-hmm. it it takes place um after the end of the novel five years later so there's like five years of them being married all of a sudden chen ching chu which is the person who transmigrated into the novel series he gets sent back into the human world in his real human body to the moment where he died and Lo Binghe has to uh, incorporate the system and transmigrate to like get him back in the human world. So Lo Binghe is like on a has like a secret mission from the system to like learn about Cheng Xing Chu's real life, like human personality and like his real life before he transmigrated and became a cultivator. Uh-huh. And he has to learn about his like family and his siblings and like um like the struggles that he was dealing with and about the real world and all sorts of stuff and it's really really interesting i've i haven't i've seen a lot of like transmigration like reverse transmigration novels before but this is a, a new twist where lobingha has like the system with him so i thought that was really interesting and i really like it it's really long though it is like yeah. 12 chapters 50,000 words it's really really long but oh my god yeah i, I think it. you told me about it last time yeah i remember you still reading this no no that was a different one that was a completely different cool. one yeah, oh, yeah, also yeah, yeah. From that was a whole different one. That one was wow. one where Shen Yuan is uh, Lo Binghe transmigrates when he's still like fourteen years old. Uh, this is like five years later after they've been married for a long uh, time, so they have like a different relationship. Like they're comfortable, like fucking and like talking about like stuff. It was just that it's because like when Shen Qingxu was the immortal, like when he was a peak lord, he couldn't reveal a lot of this information. He never talked about his past as like a, a normal human being or as like a mortal in the modern world. So this is like Luo Bing has a time to like learn more about him as like a normal human before gotcha. he transmigrated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. cute. It's cute. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm still definitely on like the regular novels stuff. Um yes. and just like cl- just reading as many as I can. Oh my god. I, I'm I'm literally reading three right now. I'm reading the, the impertinence one. <gasps> I have to finish Guardian at some point. And I'm also reading uh, mistakenly saving the villain. Yeah. So I have a I have so, oh, nice. so much to read all the time and it's great I love it I I wouldn't trade it for anything no it's great it's good to it's I love having content to immerse myself in when I want to take a break from creating content yeah yeah, yeah I get it yeah I get it um yeah. so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we will Yay. be back again next week and hopefully next episode will tell you more about the swag that we got from anime expo because Anime Expo hasn't happened yet. Three days from now, we'll be at AX. Yeah, I've compiled a list yes. of different fan artists that yes, I'm going to be purchasing things from. Yeah, same, same, same. I have like a link to all their Twitters and I'm like, all the booth numbers written down on it. I'm, I'm fucking ready. Same. I also wrote down like a Google Keep note that I'm going to just nice. follow. And I'm, yes, I'm tempted off. to make yes. a map as well for myself so I know like how to go fast. Oh, that's yeah, a good idea. Go where exactly? Because fucking Artist Alley is fucking impossible. So massive. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I posted on Twitter to try and find like more artists, but like nobody... Tagged oh, no anyone, one said so. anything. Oh, I think it's because like people, like, it's just you have to already be in the ecosystem. Yeah, it's hard to ask a completely different audience. Yeah, my my Twitter is not in the ecosystem. I'm gonna have to like po- probably post on my other Twitter that is already in the ecosystem of of a BL and Dunmay. Yeah, that makes cool. sense. All right, guys, see you next week. 
Remember, it doesn't matter if you're a mortal or a god or a demon. You have to be responsible for your own actions. Don't bully anyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.